Gentlefish, we th- this is special because we have another returning guest. As you can, if you can read, you know who it is. But uh, it's a man whose classic catchphrase is "Hello, welcome back, Heighten." Hello, hey. I There's... mean, do you do you prefer the hello or the huh? Huh. Uh, whenever I guess, yeah, hello, because I like the Melania Trump meme a lot. Hello. Oh, that's Hello. where it's from? Yeah, I like that meme a lot. So, that meme yeah, that's was my... pretty funny, dude. <laughs> There's been times where I just say it like back and forth with like Frosty or somebody for like 10 minutes in a Discord. So, Bro, that, yeah. I remember that now. Like, I forgot about it, but I, it was just like in the middle of like an interview. And the interviewer was just talking. And she just, Hello. <laughs> do you have something to say anything? it's like the zoom in on the faces is the most hilarious thing oh my god and she didn't say anything she just <laughs> she was like nodded her head and smiled that was so weird <laughs> i amazing. forgot about that i'm gonna have to look at that video again that that made me cry laughing when i saw it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but hi and welcome back it has been a very long time something like 20 yes i don't know i don't know the exact number it's been a been a while i can give you the exact number let's see eight and this is 33 so uh 25 25 weeks 25 weeks that's a lot of weeks it's like it's like half a year close to half a year yeah it's pretty close yeah well we got you back now we we've wrangled you down um, yep, you have indeed wrangled me. <laughs> he's hogtied. <laughs> but um, so in that time, in that twenty-five weeks, a lot. I, I mean, you got a degree, I'm pretty sure. And that, yes. Um, so congratulations on that. I mean, that was a while Thank ago, you. I think. But either way, mm-hmm. um, and you did, and a little after you came on this show for the first time. Uh, you started how is this a podcast which correct is a is a live show that uh that you do pretty consistently i know school you went back to school and that slowed it down a little which is understandable right right but i you, you said you had some plans you wanted to talk about for it yeah so how's the podcast i think i'm on episode last episode was episode nine so for 10 i wanted to do an irl podcast with um two people in the community that are irls of mine like doc gore and uh someone else called okay hugh or I love hugh. hugh he's mm-hmm. my man right. I, I know doc gore too but not as much um mm-hmm. how are i mean are they good with that how good are they as guests oh uh, yeah they should be good we would have a lot to talk about like just how they slowly got into the community and things like that. It would definitely be an IRO, so we'd probably do it at Doc Gore's house because um, he do be having a lot of tech over there and a lot of space. I could not do it at my setup. My setup is very, uh, what is it, constricted, very small. 
I so, feel that actually. I I, mm-hmm. I kind of have the same thing. Like if if I tried to do a multi-person thing with this setup, it would not go very well. Right. Exactly. Um. So I I definitely get that. That's cool. So I, I I like both those guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess episode ten. Whenever we can do the IRL podcast, that'll be when it comes out. But uh, the other thing I was thinking about was starting like some sort of political series because for some reason twitter gets so much more political whenever elections come around like it doesn't matter what community you're in you could be a part of sport uh the mob community you know league of legends twitter csgo twitter everyone feels the need to talk about politics whenever elections start looming over um so i guess i want to start a small series to talk about like just find people with opposing opinions uh hopefully who are articulate enough about their opinions and I can moderate it. Or if necessary, I could just find someone with an opposing opinion to mine and we could talk about it. You know, just have a dialogue. I like that actually. I, Cause you're right. Once election year rolls around, it's uh it's crunch time for everybody. And now mm-hmm. with social media being what it is, everyone's got an opinion and they can broadcast it. Right. Um, it's going to be, we've said it before, this is going to be a very extreme uh, reaction to this election, no matter what way it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's terrifying, to be honest. Yeah, very polarizing. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's a moment in history that we're going to look back on. I I'm, I really want to see what uh, American textbooks look like in 20, 30, 40 years, looking back at the 2010s and the 2020s. Mm-hmm. I don't think history will be very kind. I don't, I don't think so. his, I don't think history's going to be kind to most things or people in the past. What is it? Thirty years? Yeah. And a hundred years from now, I don't think the history books are going to like anybody. We're all, we're all just going to get cooked. I think everyone's getting cooked. Doesn't yeah, matter. we're all going to. I mean, that. like the technology era will be looked back on very impactful, mm-hmm. but in terms of politics and like real world shit, we kind of fucked up. I mean, it's really like they're going to look at the social media age and be like, what the hell is this? And and that spawned from the technical age. So I could see them yeah. roping in like technology was the worst thing that happened because of how polarizing it became later on. So I don't know. I, 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 uh, I mean, in some ways, like technology has allowed everyone an opinion because that, like you said earlier, everyone can broadcast their opinions, which just makes it out in the open, like your political views. So it's like people sort of form factions based off what you think. And it's more like people also take their political views and make it part of their personality. So it's like if That's you were to challenge true. their views. Here's the, something yeah. I've noticed, right, about this era, uh, opposed to a lot of others, is everyone expects a political opinion from somebody. Like, whether it's a, like a celebrity, an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, like, look at right. Joe Rogan, for example. He got cooked because he gave like a slight political stance. It's like, it's he's a he's an MMA guy, a podcaster. He's not a political expert. Like, I mean, his you, you don't have to agree with his opinion. But, I like I said, it's like everyone needs a political stance in this era, and I don't think it was ever like that before. It's just right. It's weird, and I'm not sure if it's because people want like validation of their own like oh my sports like my sports idol thinks the same thing i do surely i'm right like that like i don't know if it's that or if it's just like 
they want to humanize people like oh yeah you know this my the celebrity and i are like the same person we both think the same thing so i don't know if it's like trying to humanize and relate to somebody or it's like using their higher figure as validation for their own opinions so it's weird weird times that's definitely a good point though because like i i i see people doing the same thing you know it's like oh look this person i look up to thinks this way so if i think this way then you know you feel that sort of quote-unquote validation even though it's not really validation Mm -hmm. so i mean all this technology it comes with plenty and plenty of negatives um but there's negatives with everything i guess isn't right i think our lives without the technologically we have in this era would be so different i mean the advances that have been made they came they've come at the price of things like social media and um like some honestly like toxic journalism and you know anything else but in reality the technology i think is a net positive so i mean in terms of history i don't think it'll get looked at that negatively but yeah, maybe the societal aspect would be looked at negatively, but the technical aspect would definitely be extremely positive. Yeah. So, but, but speaking of technology, that's like uh, that relates to what I'm currently like. Why I guess how does the podcast slow down? Why my just content creation for me slow down? And that's because uh, um, this is my last semester of my master's degree, and I'm taking capstone, and we're looking at like blockchain platforms so like blockchain y'all might have heard it um most people tie blockchain to bitcoin and like bitcoin does use a blockchain or yeah and we're looking at like another platform my project is that's similar like it's a type of blockchain blockchain is also called a distributed ledger and that's just basically just like everyone has all the records for a blockchain like it's distributed to everybody I'm trying not to use too much jargon because I know like it can be confusing. Um, but basically like we're using, we're comparing two types of blockchains to one another to see what features are good for like what functions you need. Um, and then we're taking a prototype from one blockchain and trying to put it into the second one. So we have to actually like translate it, you could say over. So yeah. This capstone class that I'm taking is probably the most intensive one I've had to take yet. Like right before this, I've been I was reading for like two hours just on like the glossary, like just on terms um, about what this blockchain can do and like just the terms they're using just to talk about it. So it's like I said, intensive. But yeah, I I mean I don't I couldn't I don't have the brain power to do that so. Uh, I don't think you have the facilities for that big man. I really don't have the facilities for that big man, to be honest. Uh, you, 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 there's a lot of people in this community that do like really extreme and hard majors, and I just like hands off to you guys. That shit's a lot of work that I don't think I I could do, to be honest. I mean, maybe I could. I don't know, but listen, you could do anything you put your mind to, man. We spread only positivity. Of course, I agree completely. Like, I mean, um, I mean, like, you think about it. My love for computer science, quote unquote, love, spawned because I was interested in it as a kid. 
and you know in like middle school i just took like online classes and shit like that and i've been doing it for like seven years i major in it it's going to be my career like it all started with a little bit of curiosity you know, like if you just you know if you're curious about something if you want to do something try something it could end up being your big thing in the long run so something that might be super scary to someone who hasn't tried anything could actually be something you could end up being really good at right so never never not try is my even if it seems daunting that's my positive rasa moment of of today you get one a day so there's your redeemed coupon i yeah you're very well <laughs> so i see it maybe a call back to the last episode that maybe maybe the me right now can't do it but maybe the me tomorrow in a few days from now yes. might be able to where's the og be. listeners that remember <laughs> that uh mindset i still like that mindset to this day even reviewing it now um to this day to this day <laughs> yeah. i like that we mix uh serious stuff with memes constantly and invalidate the seriousness of the topic of course hey man at the end of the day it's all memes it's all jokes yeah life is just one big joke word to the joker yeah yeah i was just about to say my life is nothing but a comedy yeah it's just a comedy man and we're all the best actors if you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah so speaking of comedy heighten you went to watch an xfl game (laughs) oh man yeah i went to the houston roughnecks last week and i know they played a day at like five cst um and that was actually really fun like we got there hugh picked me up late because of construction i guess that was his excuse so i didn't we didn't get a free shirt because we had to go get food beforehand but like the atmosphere was like i don't know because the only thing i can compare it to is the houston dynamos if you know who that is it's an mls team yeah um Whenever they first made a team, they did not have a stadium dedicated to themselves. So they were just playing in um I forgot what stadium they were playing in, but uh like the entire atmosphere of like the crowd for their first like two seasons was just like we're actually playing we actually have a team now. Like it was just super energetic, like super optimistic, very like everyone was just in a good mood no matter what. It didn't matter if we were getting pummeled like three to zero, five to zero. It was just like Everyone was just in high spirits the entire time. Um, like everyone was just like joking with each other. Like it was just a really like friendly atmosphere, no matter what. And the thing is, the Dynamo for some reason were the best whenever they didn't have a stadium. Once they got a stadium, they started doing bad. And I don't even know if they've won since, but they, I think they won like two of three seasons at the very beginning of their run. So that was nice. But yeah, like when I was at the XFL game, the Roughnecks game, um, I think they faced the Vipers. I want to say, but. Yeah, it was just like everyone was just joking. Like it was a great time. Like we were down whenever we I joined. We were down, uh, I think, like five or six points, which in the XFL is nothing now because you can get nine points and one touchdown, and like a three point conversion. But I don't know, everyone was still joking around. It was just a great like vibe. I don't know how to describe it. Like it was just a really good vibe. I just felt like talking to people, like messing around. The people in front of us, they had pregamed as well. So yeah, they were. By the time the second half came around, they they were gone because they drank a bit too much. But no, like that's just that's just Texas football, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's Texas football. Yeah, I wanted to go. Um, I wanted to go to a DC Defenders game because they play at Audi Field, where the where DC United from the MLS play. Actually, the best football state 
if I do say so, the best football stadium anyone plays in in the D.C. area. Um, but, you know, I'm at school. But over spring break when I come back, like if, if the defenders play in D.C. while I'm back, I, I definitely want to go check it out because I think it'd be a really fun time at the end. And plus, the, like, the defenders are a good team. So. Yeah, they're, they're, I think they won yesterday. What did they win? 27 to 0? Yeah, they won 27 nothing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I watched the majority of that game. I'm just like, man, they're getting – they're cooking them. Yeah, I've, the only thing I've watched at the XFL was the first drive of the first game. And then I was like, well, I, I didn't watch the rest because I had I had a I had a project to do. But, uh, that's still all I've watched. But I would be so down to go to the game. I know Bryce ha- actually absolutely despises the XFL. I'm not a big fan of the XFL. No, I, I don't really like it. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's fun, and going to a game is probably a fun time. Um, but overall, like in terms of football. And just like overall, I, I'm so integrated with the NFL and college football, and just watching the XFL is like, oh, this is kind of weird. I can't, I don't know if I can get behind it, but is it because a lot of the players are like former NFL slash college? So it's like, I mean, it's like the rules are pretty odd. I mean, they're not that mm-hmm. odd. It's still football, right? I, I don't. I, I this might be a hot take. I don't like the interviews. You I don't think, like the interview? That no. I think that is a very hot take because I think everyone I've talked to and just saw a tweet about, they love the interviews. Well, yeah, because they're like, ah, holy shit, how could they do that? That's so savage. But like, I don't like. I mean, some and then some are just like really like they they can be like good or bad for the player, I guess. Well, interviewing a guy who just missed a field goal is not that, that's or, or through an interception. Yeah, like, like they, I saw they interviewed Matt McGloin and he was like super uh-huh. angry because they had a terrible uh-huh. half yeah. and he was like, we need to change yeah. the entire gameplay in a half. So like, I feel like those guys, granted, like you would never see something like this in the NFL because it's way more serious, way more professional. But like, I think situationally, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of them at every point in time. Mm-hmm. So I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah, because the game I'm watching, or the game that's going on right now, Dallas Renegades versus LA Wildcats, they interviewed a guy after he got his first reception. And I think it seems like Josh Johnson or something. So, Or they interviewed this guy also when he got an interception. It's just like, you just get like a mindset or like a view of like how the entire sideline's feeling because he's just going up and everyone's dabbing him up. Everyone's, everyone's talking to him. He goes over to the head coach to talking. So it's like, I don't know. It just feels... I'm a fan of the interviews. Obviously, some people are going to be like, nah, after he just choked the game or stuff like that. But I don't know. You get like a, a real feel of like how a player's feeling after like a big play or something like that. Big or bad, I guess. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's it's good in certain situations. It's a heat of the moment thing because football is such like a big heat of the moment sport, you know? And right. like, obviously, you're going to get. I mean, they're going for the obviously, like, super hot reaction after something happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, The thing about this is this isn't new to the XFL. This was in the XFL originally as well, Um, and they've took it over from that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I don't know how long the XFL is going to last. I think the first time it went a season and a half. Um, I don't know, because they tried this. They didn't try to interviews or anything, but the AAF last year, uh, they didn't even make it to the end of their season. Yeah, the, AA, the AAF was a complete joke. 
it was like, bad. It was and... it was kind of sad how how bad the AAF. And it's like the same talent pool in the XFL right now. You know, guys that couldn't make the NFL or are trying to get back that fell off. I just the think... XFL just has more hype. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think the hype is really good right now. I think so. At the Roughnecks game that I went to, they closed off the entire upper deck. Because I guess they were like, we don't know if we're going to fill more than the upper deck or more than the lower deck. So we're going to make sure like any camera shots show a full crowd. Because it was a full crowd. I think they sold out. Certainly they sold out of the lower deck. Um, lower decks. Um, but I guess like they had enough demand to where they're opening the upper deck for next game, which is a pretty good amount of like, uh, that's a lot of seating. So I, mean, I, I remember... There was a clip that went viral from an AAF broadcast last year where like you could like one of the producers or something, their mic was still on and you could hear him say like, oh, it doesn't matter. No one's watching anyway. I, I don't know if you guys Jesus, remember that. Damn. I, mean, I don't actually. I do I, yeah, I, I can link that to you guys after we're done. But I, I do. I remember very, um, very oh vividly God. like that. The AAF had problems. That's bad. I, the production value of the AAF was pretty bad, too. Um, they just couldn't get it going. And there was just no... The only thing they had going for them for the AAF was it's football after football ends. And the XFL, I mean, it's building on that, too. But the XFL, we know what it is. We know who Vince McMahon is. I mean, he's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the XFL is going to be more successful end of the day though i don't know how long it has right it's just it's fun and it's different but end of the day there's not there's not a thing that's gonna like overtake the nfl or college football that's just not oh yeah oh yeah for sure but i don't know i I don't think that's what they're going for but we'll see what their goal is i feel like they can't exist like by themselves like in this time slide and everything i feel like they can exist just fine um i know the production value of an xfl game like watching it now that i went to the game the first week watching it is like such a great experience because you can always not player interviews you can hear the coaches at all times you can hear the quarterback talking almost at all times whenever he's saying something you can just like there's just like so many small details that go into the production um, of the broadcast that I think makes it rival that of an actually showing up. Like they're like two separate. Like obviously I'm still going to a Roughnecks game, but I don't feel like I'm missing out on too much whenever I watch a broadcast now because it's like I'm just hearing and seeing so much more than what I would hear and see like in a college or an NFL game. Yeah, it's definitely more raw. Like it's a more raw football experience because you get like <laughs> all the heat of the moment. Uh, things like yeah, right. like a QB taking a hit or like, you know, a QB getting upset at a receiver or his offensive line. You get that for the XFL. Like you get the raw, like what it's actually mm-hmm. kind of like. I mean, maybe ex- uh, ex- exaggerated a tad, but I mean, that's just for the show. Also the referee stuff like that. That's actually really big. Like to see what they're saying to each other, like what the, in, like the replay people are talking about. Um, what they're discussing, what they're relaying to the officials on the field, and how quickly they're doing everything like that—that I, that I think is just so big. Like that transparency of like hearing the thought process or like hearing the uh, um, them actually going back and watching—that's huge. Like just from an, like just from a football experiences 
Because like a lot of times in the NFL, like we get we get mad at the refs. Like people will get pissed off at the refs about what they were thinking or like how could they have possibly missed a call or why aren't they reviewing that or stuff like that. So I'm like, <clears throat> Saints fans. Yeah, Saints fans. <laughs> but yeah, the <clears throat> the XFL is like I don't know. I'm really enjoying it. I think in the Twitter, like they talk about a lot of things. They mentioned how uh, most reviews are under two minutes at this point. You can see it all live. Like you see everything about it live. I think that's another thing they got going for them. The social media game is very strong. Mm-hmm. Like the, the 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 teams and like the ex, the official XFL account, they're all they're always tweeting like memes. They're all very meta, you know, very in tune with the youth society. So I respect that a lot. Yeah, I feel like they're blowing up. Like, I, w- I wish I could see like the analytics of all the Twitter accounts. Uh, I feel like they're getting like bigger and bigger and bigger by the day. Like word of mouth is just spreading, and I can't really. I mean, as long as there's competition in the XFL, like there isn't one huge team dominating everybody. Um, I think XFL is going to be just fine. So much fun to watch on both sides of it. Yeah, I can see that. The thing is, for me though, it's always. And it's always been the downfall of the of these alternate football leagues is all these guys are playing to get back into the NFL, you know, mm-hmm. like and that's kind of the problem that they all face. It's like, well, how do we keep the talent pool fresh if our best guys are going to get signed by, you know, the superstars of the XFL NFL teams are going to look at them. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, I don't know how you counter that. Uh, it's really not counterable, I don't think, because you look at guys, I think the most famous case of this would be Herschel Walker. Uh, he played in the, I forget what the league was called. It was like the AFL, the American Football League, I think. And he was obviously, you know, he's Herschel Walker. He's a Heisman winner. He's, you know, one one of the best of all time. Uh, and he ended up just going to the NFL, and after that, they just couldn't recover because that was the game's biggest star. I don't know how they counter that, and it's obviously going to happen. Like, if there's a mm-hmm. guy that's blowing up in the XFL, yeah. NFL teams are going to come running. Like, uh, it reminds me of, uh, it sort of reminds me of how MLS wants to buy these huge oh. players from, like, European leagues, like La Liga and everything. Yeah. Know, but the thing is, is, like, no, no, big star wants to go to the MLS until they're ready to retire. Like they go to the yeah, MLS to retire. It's a retirement yeah. home. And it always just like sort of, yeah, it's sort of like the inverse. It's just like, well, how can the MLS get these big stars when they're still like amazing and people want to watch them? They can't. It's like, exactly. Yeah. They have to figure out a way. It's like, well, you can offer them insane contracts because that's how like China got Iniesta. When Iniesta, some people would still argue, was still do, doing extremely well with I mean, he uh, was Barcelona. Old. Yeah, he was old, but like he was still like he was still performing just fine for La Liga. Yeah, um, like, like yeah, like any any Esten Xavi got like hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm, from these exactly. Chinese clubs. It was crazy. Yeah, the thing about insane. the MLS is any and it'll always be this way, and no matter what they do, any homegrown talent is gonna go overseas mm-hmm. and any superstar they're gonna get is gonna end up like kind of like Zlatan. Where he's like, he's over the hill. He's just a big name now. He's not really that talented. Although he did play well in the MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he actually left the MLS, though. Yeah, I think he did not yeah, re with his team. Yeah, he, he went back to um, AC Milan, I think. AC Milan. Oh, my God. 
it's just any talent the MLS grows, they're going to go overseas, like Pulich or any American-grown talent. Like, if they're a genuinely good American player, they're not going to play in the MLS. They're going to go play in the Premier League or the Liga or League One. Like, they're not going to stay – or the Italian League. Like, they're just going to go over there. They're not going to stay here. There's no reason to. They don't right. get – there's no UEFA Champions League qualifications for them. They can't, you know, they can't really extend their careers here. So they're just going to go overseas. And I think the XFL faces that same issue. In yeah, for sure. But I guess the good thing about the XFL is they have such a large pool to choose from. Because when you think about the yeah. NFL, there's only so many, like, players that can be on a team. And then same thing with college. Like, only so many people can get drafted and so many people can put on a team. So it's like... I don't doubt their ability to find new talent. It's just a matter of like keeping talent or like, I guess, finding new talent as fast as you can, like, or as fast as you lose talent, basically. Like, yeah, you're going to lose them going to the NFL, but it's like, well, if you can find a replacement star or find a star that's like close to this guy, then it's like. Yeah, but that's that's constant. That's a thing. Exactly. Because if, a, that star, if, he, if that next guy you, you say is next up develops into a star, he's just going to leave too. So it's got to exactly. be a, a constant replacement of superstars, and that just really doesn't happen successfully. Right. It's tough. It would be definitely tough. It is a hard problem to beat. Oh, I mean, I, I think the XFL is a chance. I, I don't think they're just going to be dead in the water like the last time. I think that they can have a season or two of success, but after that it's going to be like, what do we do now? Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know um, if they can compete in that level, You know, keep replacing star after star after star and keep feeding that talent because obviously the pool is huge of guys that don't make it to the NFL that's you know almost everybody that tries so they definitely have unlimited resources I just don't know if they can match they they certainly cannot match the money that the NFL can give oh definitely not I think they're getting paid I think they have correct me if I'm wrong in case you guys know the base salary I think is 50k a year with benefits, I want to say that players. seems that seems low. Yeah, like, yeah, it's believably low. You know, mm-hmm. like they're doing it just because these guys still want to play football. Like that's why they're fine with doing fifty k with benefits or whatever it is. Um, but I mean, the thing is, like sometimes you'll get players like uh, like Marquette King. If you guys know, he's in the XFL right now because. Yep. He was so dramatic, or people would say he was very dramatic for the Raiders, so they just cut him. Um, His funny. Twitter was pretty wild back in the day. Yeah, he was. He was a. He was an interesting fellow for sure. Um, and I also like that Pat McAfee is a commentator, so that's pretty cool. So yeah, they, they have little niches they can mess with. Yeah, I mean, Marquette King probably gonna be back in the NFL soon because that man is actually a very good punter. Mm-hmm. Um. I do remember though he was uh pretty he was pretty uh not exactly punter-ish as people would say. He kind of uh was a little eccentric for a punter. I liked him though. He's he's <laughs> awesome. Pat McAfee, a lot of people like him. I I don't dislike him. I think he's all right. Kind of, you know, it's kind of sometimes it gets a little stale with the like the whole punter and kicker bias stuff, but it's mm-hmm. it's all right. It's kind of a shtick. I do right. think though um, 
I just it's gonna obviously we're two weeks into the XFL, so we don't know how the NFL is viewing these players, but I'm sure they have an eye on the talent and if they, you know, actually could be NFL players. A lot of these guys were. Like a lot of the like the DC defenders, they're probably the best team in the league after two weeks, I'd say. Not roughnecks. No, 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 no. Roughneck game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously if I was gonna root for an XFL team, obviously I'd stick with my New York boys. I think they're the Guardians. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, they just got bodied. They did. I I thought I saw they got bodied by the defenders. Uh huh. I don't know the defenders roster. I'm sure they got plenty of ex NFL players. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of these guys have a lot of ex NFL guys. On the and team. also like college superstars that like went to the NFL, got injured, had to drop out of the NFL. So it's like it's a lot of that, like injuries for the most part. Injuries, yeah. I mean, a lot of guys get lose their, you know, their athletic ability that got them to the NFL because they got hurt, and they want to prove that they can get back. And it's really about that. For a lot of these guys, the XFL is just a stepping stone and a proving ground. And I, I don't know if you can build a league off of that. Right. Oh, yeah. so the XFL must be boring you. Yawning. Oh no, no! I woke up late. <laughs> You bummed out today? That's not like you. You normally yell at people. Oh, bro, dude, Thursdays? Okay, let me tell you. I'm on campus from at least 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on Thursdays. And that drains me like so much. So I take Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to regain everything and then just read about stuff and study. But like, and then Tuesdays, I don't even have class Tuesday, but I have to show up for a meeting and then. That it just hurts me of like, oh wow, I have to actually be here, even though it's just a meeting and I don't have class. That is draining, actually. I get what you mean by that. Oh yeah. So I'm like, nah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I sleep in. I sleep as much as my body wants. I don't set any alarms for anything. So if I go to bed at like 2 a.m. and I wake up at like 2 p.m., I'm perfectly fine with that because I know for a fact my my body is like. I can't do what I did when I was like 14 playing Call of Duty all day, every day. Yeah. Like getting two hours of sleep, waking up, going to <laughs> waking up at 7 a.m., going to class. No, nah, I can't do that anymore. Like, I, 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 I get my, what you mean. Yeah. I, it's, it, that's kind of funny because you're always the guy at like 6 a.m. your time. Like, oh, where are all the bums at? Wake up, bums. Wake up, bums. Yeah. But... One, of my, one of my funniest tweets that I love putting out is like, uh, the sun is officially out. If you are not awake, you are now considered a bum. <laughs> it's like the sun is now rising. It's like, come on, wh- where's everybody? Yeah, where's, where's the timeline at? Why the timeline dead? The sun's up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The sun is up. I'm up. Let's go. Yeah, so. I get what you mean, though. You're on cl- so 12 hours on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Well, you, here's the schedule for Thursday I have a meeting for my independent study at nine, then I have a scrum meeting that I sit in on and, a, and scrum is just like a coder type meeting, like a development software development type meeting yeah. from 10 to 1130. Then a, I have a mentor slash team meeting from 1130 to uh, one. Then I have class from one to four. And then I have a class from seven to nine. So, so, so in that in between that one to four, seven to nine, you're probably just like, reviving yourself yeah i get food i contemplate uh life 
Like, yeah, what, what am I doing with my, like, what am I doing right now? I just went to a back to back to back meeting and in class. Uh, and then I just like watch streams to like mentally reset. Like, yeah. And then you just stay on campus for that. Yeah. I stay on campus. I just sit somewhere and like on my laptop and just watch it. So yeah. Thursdays are special. That's <laughs> they're, they're special. What was the rest of the week? Like just kind of normal to some meetings. I mean, I only have class on Wednesday and Thursday. That's it. Um, but mm. then Tuesday I have a meeting or I have a meeting on Tuesday. So it's like, it's, they're pretty, it's pretty normal. Like I'll have a meeting on a Wednesday too, but it's, it's pretty normal, but it's just like Thursday is just so special. So yeah, when Thursday ends, I like clock out for like Friday and Saturday and then Sunday I'm like, okay. Yeah. So you just like, so you get, you get like only a couple days during the week you have to like do things but you get punished for that shit yeah yeah it's like when it rains it pours type of stuff yeah that's jesus man 12 hours on campus you must love that campus (laughs) yeah man campus is great uh it really makes me think about like meetings it's just like bro how do people go about their day only going to meetings i would just i i don't know how i would act if like I was like some executive and it's like, oh yeah, what do I have to do today? Meeting, 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 meeting. I'm just like, I would probably like, I don't know. I I think I would lose my mind if I had to go to like a dozen meetings a week, like in different places. That just sucks. That's so boring. That has to get just awful after a while. Oh, 100%. That's why office workers be losing their minds. (laughs) Man, Oh man, yeah, yeah. It's it's special. I'm learning a lot about like the industry because of this capstone project, and that's the whole point of it. It's like, yeah, you're gonna get this hard task, but at the same time, you're expected to act as though you're working for a company. So you have to go to all these meetings and have deliverables, milestones, presentations. So it's like you're getting like a true taste of what's gonna happen after the semester when you get a job. Yeah, so it's not worthless. That's for sure. Oh no, not at all. But it's just very intensive. Like very very intensive. I mean that's good though, because like you want to mm-hmm. be you want to be hit with the extreme. Right? You want to be hit with the worst case scenario. Exactly. Even if that's not like always what happens, you always want to be prepared for it. And that's really no matter what you do, especially in something like coding and cybersecurity and all that shit. Yeah, one of my mentors, uh, he's very blunt. So I remember when we were setting up our first meeting, like mentoring team meeting. We were telling him like what times work for us. And then he replied back saying uh, something along the lines of, well, you say that you can only meet at these times because of your schedule. And that is just plain false. So he basically told us like, stop being, stop being bums. All right. Get me a better uh, meeting availability and uh, just, just do better. But yeah, he's just, he he said, I knew it was going to be a roast when he said, Please pardon. Uh, he said he's basically like he's like please pardon how blunt I am. But then he just like tore into oh. us, and like it was like all of us were CC'd, and my and my group was just like man. First email we get back from our mentor, he's just cooking us. I'm like, bro. Hey man, you know what? I, I respect that. To be honest, I I, I respect it too. I respect it too. But it's, I'm just it's, like, it's like that scene from Remember the Titans, where Denzel Washington's like. Oh, you're having fun now. It's not fun anymore, is it? No, it's not fun anymore. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. 
Man, I um, love Remember the Titans. That's, that's one of my, that's and definitely my top three, if not my favorite movie of all time. Really? Yeah, just because I, I loved it. I watched it so many times as a kid. My dad made me watch it so many times, and I just enjoyed watching it. Uh, or my dad didn't make me. It just he just had it on. And he's like, "Hey, watch this with me." I loved Remember the Titans. It took place um near where I live. Oh, cool. Yeah, I I had a teacher last year, um, who who said that like his, his grandfather taught during the Remember the Titans. Taught during Remember the Titans, like when they were filming. Yeah, well, not the, not when they were filming during the actual season. Oh, okay. that it's based off. I probably cut out there. Um, yeah, you're cutting out a bit. Uh, sorry about that, but yeah, that's what happened. So like, it's very close to me in both emotionally and literally. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Nice. Yeah. So, um, I didn't yeah. know that shit. That's pretty cool. Taught yeah. during that season. That must have been crazy, bro. Yeah, he. But he was also like he was against it because my grandfather was racist, and I was like, "Oh, well, thank oh. you for telling me that." Ah, uh, oh, okay. Well, that that there goes the emotional <laughs> connection. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Shawshank Redemption is also up there. I love Shawshank Redemption. Redemption's a pretty good movie, man. I I, I love that. Green um, Mile. I love that too. Yeah, Green Mile's good. I don't know. There's so many good movies. Like, movie, there's just, like, movies are fantastic, man. Like, overall, I know some suck and, like, those get made fun of. But movies are just something I've always loved. I would love to make a fucking good movie one day, to be honest. Because it's just so, like. I, like, be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, because it's like a puzzle piece, you know? Like, you got to just put it together piece by piece and. It takes, you know, forever to make, but, like, you get to see it on the... It's, like, months and months of shooting just for, like, a few, you know, a few scenes and, like, two and two and a half hours, maybe, of a movie. But, right. I don't know. That, that that stuff just seems really fun to me. And just, like, producing that kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. I, I have I a friend. I have a friend. His name's Steven. He got his a film degree, film degree at a ut austin and i'm like keeping up with like his journey to find a job because obviously he went to film it's like well there's not much film to be had in texas that's more of a hollywood thing um so i'm keeping up with his little journey and needless to say it is not at the moment very fruitful so it takes a lot of mental um toughness yes to, to get to the point of like you know you're actually making movies for studios mm-hmm. um and a lot of it's patience a yeah it's a patience thing it's a risk thing because uh, you could definitely very easily fall flat on your face when you go for you know a degree like that yep and my dad uh he works with somebody who has a film degree and he just my dad was asking him about it and he's like yeah it was basically like useless to me besides saying that i have a degree because, I mean, degrees by themselves have some utility, even if you're not working for who doesn't include what is in the degree itself. Um, just because it shows that you can learn and you can be, I guess, quote unquote, obedient and can yeah. regurgitate and store information. So I think in this era, like, because in, in the older, you know, older times, <laughs> I guess you could call them, I think a degree was more like, 
more streamlined. Like if you've got a degree in something, that's what you're doing. But I think now in our era, like you can do things like say you have like a film degree, you could do really get into a job that has nothing to do with it. Really. I mean, I think the the piece of paper matters more. Uh, right. Oh, it mattered more, but now I think the college experience overall just kind of like, oh, you went to school. All right, you got, you you passed in school and you got your degree. I think maybe even though your degree might not be the exact fit, you could probably work at this. When I don't, I don't think it was like that before. But I mean, obviously, it depends on the degree still to this day. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of the degree comes down to. Um, what you're doing while you're on campus besides just getting the degree because yeah. there's a lot of networking to be had, a lot of it. Professors, associate professors, teaching assistants, colleagues, advisors. There's a lot of networking that like anyone that's going to college should be doing. Like I talk with – I keep up with professors I've had, TAs I've had, uh, colleagues I've had. It's just like – and like my university is very close to NASA. So it's like, there's a lot of networking there. So it's like, for example, this grant or this, uh, capstone present, this capstone project I'm doing, it was actually an idea NASA brought to my university and said, we want someone to look at this. So Ooh. it's like a very close thing. And then a former colleague I had or a colleague I've met, he used to work for SpaceX and he's like, yeah, if you ever, if you ever want to, uh, if you ever want to talk to a recru- recruiter, just let me know. So it's like, there's a lot of, re- um, what is it networking that I think she, people should be uh, experiencing while they're at college. I hear so many people say stuff like, Oh yeah, I just go up to college uh, class, come home. That's it. I'm like, no, you should probably be talking with like five or six people, you know, while you're there, like just catching up with guys, uh, talking with professors, meeting with teaching assistants, all that stuff. Yeah. I, I the connections you make are as important as your, what your degree is really um to anyone that is like you know not at that college level yet you're in high school still listening you like the whole like you go to class go home do your work and all that stuff yeah that's fine you'll get your degree that way but you're not going to make you know any memories that way you're not going to have any experience that way uh i mean it's really cliche but like you know, join clubs, you know, do stuff mm-hmm. on campus. Really? I mean, no matter where you go, I mean, you got to just give it a chance, you know? For sure. For sure. I feel like that's why a lot of people are like, they don't, I feel like that's a big reason people don't complete college sometimes. It's like, they kind of just do it. Like they don't like, they just do the general stuff and they don't go out of their way all the time. And you don't right. have to go your way all the time, but. Like, you do at least one or two things. Yeah, yeah, you got to put effort into stuff. Like, for example, like for my capstone, we have an op- there's an optional meeting you can go to on Mondays and Thursdays where you can just sit in and, and see, like, five different segments of the same project come together and talk about it. Um, that's completely optional, like, for my team, completely. Like, they do not expect us to show up in the slightest. But I was, I'm already on campus talking with one professor – and I have free time during that time, so why not? I'll just sit in. And the mentor was like a, what is it? He appreciated that. He was like, I'm glad that you could show up and like just sit in and on this meeting. So it's like it's just small things like that, like him saying like, him saying that, me showing up, 
sitting in for an hour and a half, even though it was I was bored out of my mind and I did not know what they were saying for the most part because it was just an entirely different project to me. Um, like that. And I also think like the lack of networking is why people, they'll get a degree and uh, they just can't find a job. It's like, oh, well, now you just have to go to, the, to these websites and just fill out applications all day. Well, if you did enough good networking, then it's like job lined up. Like a lot of people, they get jobs lined up because of networking they've done during college. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I know this... This is more of like a real shit thing, not really like, you know, comedic or anything, but yeah, this is real shit, guys. Net, like, talk to people. Trust the butterfly effect, always. Yes. That small action can turn into something, always. Be social. Even though a yeah. lot of people are gamers and they're like, gamers don't talk with people, it's like, nah, you gotta come out of your shell. And that's coming I know, from, I, I know how that's coming from a nerd like me. Are. These gamers are oppressed, but you gotta, you know, you gotta push through. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Willpower, man. Willpower. You got to push through the gamer oppression. Exactly. Got to rise up. I, I like that we talked about this and Roz is like probably the biggest hypocrite in here because he freaking does that. He has hey. a class. It's true. Yeah, but. You don't have to say it. I mean, do like. Shit, Roz. Go do shit. Hey, I do shit every day. You play League. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta do more things than just play League of Legends, man. I do homework. Sometimes. <laughs> what do you mean sometimes? You know, there are some days I don't have shit to do. I, um... I eat food. A lot. You go to Cane's every day. <laughs> yeah. Bro, you like Cane's like that? I mean, it's... I like, I like it's Cane's. Right, it's right next to me, and it's a swipe... It's just really convenient and easy. You're not even going to like different food spots, man. I, I I I have I have a um. It's like a a routine, you know. Mondays is Chick Fil A for lunch. Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays is Chick Fil A for lunch. Tuesdays, Thursdays, I go to the sandwich joint. Every day for breakfast, I go to Einstein Bros, get a bagel, and every. That's the routine. And on Saturdays, Sundays for lunch, Saturdays I get hibachi, Sundays I get Chipotle. That's oh the routine. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! How do you how do you just stick to that all the time? You, you have a routine, routine. Oh that is, yeah, that yeah. is a religion. That's a little more than a. Routine. That is a religion. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm still like 15 pounds underweight. It's kind of crazy. And you just play League, bro. That metabolism crazy. <laughs> yeah. What does playing League have to do with any of you? Yes, I hate myself. It's like no, it's just because like you eat all that and you play league and you yeah, you just sit down. Weight. Yeah, you just sit down and Them your metabolism just... go crazy. Hey, I'll give you five years and then you're gonna blow up. Yeah, you might want to physically. Watch that. You need to watch that. Speaking of food, uh, yeah, man, Cades is right next to me, but like I can only have that maybe once a week, maybe, and that's if I haven't had Chick Fil A that week. It's like I can't. I would prefer Chick-fil-A over Cane's most of the time. Man, there are days I have both in one day. Oh. That's just not good. That's just not good. That, that is not good. It's okay. I still get, you know, my grain, my eggs, my, egg. you know, my meat, you know. Plenty of salads, right? You, you do be eating salads, right? Surely. Surely he eats salads. I mean, I put lettuce on my sandwich. 
<laughs> I mean, those, those sandwiches are healthy. You know, you've got lettuce, peas, bread, tomato, turkey, cucumbers, pickles, banana peppers, and light mayo. Not just not mayo, light mayo. So okay, well, I don't think it makes that much of a difference at uh, that point. Yeah. The one thing you do have going for you is you don't eat pork, so that's good. Well, I mean, sure, I guess. Pork's pretty big yeah. for you, to be honest. How would you know that, huh? Do you eat pork or something like that? <laughs> From time to time, I indulge in pork. Yes. I, I dabble. Do be, I do be eating pork. That is something that I I ingest, consume. Um, yeah. I, as someone who lives up north, and I've only had canes like once in my life, um, it's weird seeing you eat it every day. <laughs> um. Bro, it's like 15 minutes from me. Like, Hugh, okay, Hugh, he used to work for Canes for like three, four years. And like, I don't think he could ever eat Canes like that. Probably not because he worked there, but yeah, well, probably because he worked there. At, when you work at a restaurant, like, you eat it a lot while you work there. And then after, it's just like, oh, I don't want it anymore. Right, right. But I'm just like, bro, yeah, that's crazy to me. That reminds me of like uh, food experiences. And do y'all have Red Robins where y'all are at? Yes. Uh, I've only been to Red Robin like once or twice. Okay, so I used to go to Red Robin's like on occasion, like pretty good, like pretty good amount. Like not like once a week or anything, but maybe like once a month type of stuff with friends. And then one time I went and I ordered like a bacon cheeseburger uh, and they just burnt the hell. It was like so bad. And the waiter, he walked out on us. Like he just left and a waitress comes in and says like, yeah, he left for the day because something he's just like, yeah, he was just stressed. We just left for the day. So I'm like, oh, we're, that's why we haven't had anyone 15 minutes or 20 minutes or waiting for food. So yeah, bro. It was like, a, it was like a long wait. And then like, we finally got our food and they just burnt my patty to like charcoal. I'm just that's, like, man, that's some shit. I was like, bro, that I'm gonna I'm gonna take this as just blatant, direct disrespect. Because honestly, that's what it was. So I haven't been there since, since they did that to me. So in my area, the two like restaurant restaurants, it's outside of like mom and pop places, I guess, are like it's like Denny's and Applebee's, right? Applebee's, I mean, it's it's Applebee's. It's it's not great. Uh, it's also not like extremely bad, I guess. It's okay ish. Denny's, though, I will say this I have never not regretted eating at Denny's. Never not regretted. So you've always regretted eating there? Yeah. Oh, I eventually, eventually, you regret it. Um, Damn. So I remember I have a bunch of Denny's stories because we used to, me and my friends, bro. There was a, I think it was the summer of senior year, like after we graduated, where we're like we would just hang out, and like two, like it would be like one thirty, two in the morning, and someone would just be like, "Oh, I want to go to Denny's," and we're just like, "All right." <laughs> like you just good. you just drag yourself there. Yeah, and get like, home oh. at like three thirty in the morning. <laughs> I mean, our, like, we had plenty of, like, we had two McDonald's, we had a Taco Bell, we had so many. Oh, we had, we had that, that stuff. I'm just, I was just talking about restaurant restaurants. Like, we have McDonald's and... What about, like, IHOP? No, we don't have an IHOP. We'd probably go That's there That's tragic. Instead. We yeah, have an IHOP. We used to go to IHOP. 
the the go-to move for us is a water burger or mm-hmm. what burger whatever you want to call it yeah uh yeah that's our go-to that's not a restaurant or anything it's just like fast food but yeah that's like our go-to place and we usually don't regret it it's usually pretty good never it's had a- water burger oh that's that's I a tough either. that's like a that's texas a, that's so. a tough it is a texas thing there man there's like three in my city like a couple dozen and just like my that my area of Houston, they're everywhere. It's amazing. Uh, for Fort Worth, when people were coming in for an event, the first thing I had them eat was Whataburger. That's the first thing. I was just like, all of you drive to this location. We're all meeting there. You're all going to have Whataburger. Just, just so I do want to try Whataburger. It. I still got to try like In-N-Out. And In-N-Out's oh, not Shake Shack. It's not, it is not. Yeah. I think we have had that conversation. Five Guys is always going to be my, my favorite. Five Guys? Do, Wait, do, you, do, you be, do you be eating the fries at Five Guys? Yes. The yeah. fries are fire. How do you not have a heart attack, bro? They I do. Drown that. They drown that in salt. Yeah. I like, I that like heart the, attack be slapping, though. That heart attack bro. slaps. <laughs> It'd be hidden different. I, the thing, I said this to Roz the other day. You could feed a third world country with a small order of five guys fries bro you like you get a week's worth of like sodium intake in like two minutes from eating those fries yeah it's actually like i'm surprised no one's just died inside of a five guys like no one's just i'm sure sh- i don't know man I it's feel like this crazy should, there needs to be like a health warning on the, on those bags of fries i'm telling you uh, yeah it's freaking crazy how much salt they put in there for five guys though like even for me i have to like plan ahead to eat this shit like if i know i'm eating at five guys i'm not eating anything the like the night before like nope i'm not i'm, I'm having five guys i'm not eating <laughs> i guess that's right it's just like, it's so much it's good though it's just it is a lot. lot it is a lot it's an insane amount Nah, Shake Shack. Shake Shack is like my go-to like shake and burger place. I have never had it. That's kind of more of a Texas and out west thing. Yes, I had it when I went to Cali. I had In-N-Out, Five Guys, and Shake Shack in the same weekend. And Shake Shack was like the best by far. Best by burger far. or just like overall? Overall, like burger and uh, shake place. It was mm. just – it was like a pretty largely – because we have Steak and Shake in Texas – I'm not sure if you're off steak and shake, but for the mo- for the longest time, I thought I hadn't had the other, so I'm like, yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna beat steak and shake. And then had In and Out, I'm like, yeah, In and Out's terrible compared to steak and shake. And then uh, Shake Shack, so it's definitely like right now, Shake Shack number one, steak and shake, In and Out, or no, Five Guys, In and Out. Like In and Out is hard at the bottom. I'm saying like. Tie two hundred pounds to it and drop it in an ocean like low, like, like <laughs> I'm saying, really it's, that it, bro. It is the most. It's probably the most overrated food place I've ever heard about that I've gone to. Really? Y- mm. Yes, because there was just so much hype around it. Whenever I was going into it, because like from Twitter always hyping it up, to like the people I was yeah. with hyping it up, to when I actually went in, and I was just like, and the thing is, is I did not just have it once had it like four or five times that weekend at different locations and i'm just like overall rating from one to ten you guys made this sound like a 9.5 this is at best if i'm in a good mood and i'm rating food i'm giving this a four i was like bro the burger i felt like they hated making it like i felt like they hated making that burger for me like i, I could feel hatred 
in the burger when I bit into it. Like yeah, the burger was, bit you back. That burger yeah. <laughs> that burger did not enjoy me. And I did not enjoy the burger. So Um that's yeah, I've heard I've heard that before, like mixed opinions on it. Like some people say it's trash, some people say it's the best. I haven't tried it myself, so I'd have to find out. I had to go down. Yeah, yeah you definitely need to find out. You got you to you take all the feedback you've heard, everything about it, then just go to in and out get there, whatever the signature is. I already forgot it. Probably number one or two. And then it's like, then just then just be disappointed, all right? Then you just got to feel the disappointment. Wash over you. Accept it. You just got to accept yeah. the accept Yeah, you got to walk. <laughs> yeah, you just got to let it wash over you. It's cheap. Get it fast. Uh, so I understand like why so many people like have it for college because it's cheap and fast. And I'm just like, nah, the hype for this was like insane. I was robbed. You were robbed. I want to like, All right. I was, I was so optimistic. I was hurt. Yeah. I, <laughs> a bad burger really hurts the soul. That it does that, hurt the soul. That's facts. That's why I haven't got back to red Robins. It hurt me. <laughs> they hurt you big time, bro. They, they hurt me big time. I would fight the chef, honestly. Thinking back, <laughs> you, you should have fight. You should have. You should have went back there and threw the burger at him. Probably wouldn't knock his ass out. That has. It was a rock. That has. That's <laughs> like so, bro. Oh my god! I remember one time. Actually, it was most of the time and lunch and uh, school lunches, then burger buns, like all the buns the school lunches had for me would be like rock hard. I don't know why. Like, why can't you just have good buns? Like anytime they'd give like burgers or hot dogs or anything, that shit would be rock hard for no reason. <laughs> it's, it's building character, man. What are you talking about? That's, yeah. It's building character. No wonder them shits ended up being free, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! My God, but I—I I mean, I kind of—I I like where this episode is uh, has gone. Uh, if y'all want, we could uh, unless we got some some narratives to spread, we can uh, wrap this up here. If y'all want, ice and drinks is a scam, but I feel like I'm on board with that. that. I'm on yeah, board I, with that. I've, I, I haven't I haven't ordered ice with a drink since since I was. Since I've been sentient enough to order my own drink. Since you've wisened up? Since well, you've realized it? I've always been this wise. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, gotcha, gotcha. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, in, I'm on the boat with y'all on that one. I just I needed to get... You said spreading narratives. and I feel like I've done that multiple times on the show before and on the timeline. It's kind line, of our Starting dialogues. Words in Charles we Barkley. We're going yeah, to start we, a dialogue. We're going we to, start, to start a dialogue. So... If y'all enjoyed this episode, and I hope you did, because uh, we've been we've been uh, having some good banter, uh, you can follow the show at ProPod Show. You can follow me at It's Beers I T S B R I Z Z. Heighten one of the first people to ever realize you say beer is like beer is. So shout out to him. Of course. Mo- most people just say Briz, and that's fine, but it's beer is. Uh, Raza at Raza U underscore. And you can hit up Heighten uh, at X Heighten, and his I think your Twitch is Heighten, or is yes, it? Twitch is Heighten. Yep. He he didn't get banned off Twitch, so he still has that. The, of course, as of course. the OG. Um, and one more fun fact: I may have brought it up, but uh, me and Heighten 
have the same bird. So if you hear double the bird noises in this episode, shout out to you. Yeah. So, uh, your your bird is much more uh, creative with the yeah, much more creative with the sounds it makes. Barney is just uh, Barney's like sort of like a two tone type of type of gal. If she wants food, <laughs> one tone. If she's happy, another tone. It's like, and then she'll just talk, of course. Yeah, my uh, mine can't talk; it just screams. So, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> With that, uh, we will uh, we'll see y'all next week. Have a have a good have a good rest of your week slash day. Bye bye.